0: Improve your performance on rotations, provide the excellent care that your patients deserve, and distinguish yourself among your peers as a student leader in the social mission of medicine. Attend an AMSA Fall Conference and enhance your professional development by engaging with experts, clinicians, and researchers in topics that aren't well covered in the medical school curriculum. The first AMSA Fall Conference will be held in New York City on November 14th. The second will be in Chicago on November 21st. For more information, please visit amsafallconference.org.
1: Welcome to AMSA AdLib. This is Christine. Most fourth year medical students are about to begin an annual fall ritual, residency interview season. Earlier this year, AMSA's then-National Vice President for Leadership Development, Sahar Barfchin spoke with Perry Sai, AMSA's National Vice President for Program Development, about Sahar's experience on the residency interview trail and about making the decision on a specialty. Here's Sahar.
2: So, Perry, I was asking you why you went into medicine in the first place since you were an MD-PhD, and why not just a PhD, and then what you see yourself actually doing when you <laughs> eventually get to graduate? Yeah, eventually, <laughs> when I eventually
3: get there. Thank you for reminding me of the long journey. Um, I have, you know, always really been interested in biology and um, research, and that was uh, something that I studied in college, and something that, like, as early as a kid, I remember I built this. Uh, with the help of my dad, of course, I built this Jello mold of the cell.
2: Oh. It was,
3: um, it was like clear gelatin, and then there was some spaghetti that was the endoplasmic reticulum, and there was a little cherry tomato that was the nucleus. It was. There
2: were organelles. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. And
3: I, I, from then on, I was like really fascinated by molecular cellular biology, and that's what I ended up studying in college. And I really loved viruses, infectious diseases, and um, but I also could totally see myself taking care of people. And that's really where I wanted to end up. And so I knew medical school was in my stars. And with my passion and interest in research too, it, just, it was natural for me to take on an MD-PhD program. I've also really found a love for teaching as well and I really uh, hope to incorporate that into my career, too. Uh, But there are only so many hours in the day, so we'll we'll see what happens.
2: Isn't it overwhelming sometimes how many different things you could be truly, honestly, passionate about at the same time? I, you know, so I just finished doing a lot of residency interviews, and um, I guess my application looks pretty diverse because I've done a lot of little things, and I've always worried that it comes off as if I'm just tinkering in many different things, but that's just because I really am. I So I've done some research, um, some bench, some clinical, um, and then a little bit of public health type research. Uh, I do a lot of uh, leadership and um, advocacy type work. And then nobody seems to pick up that I've actually also done a lot of teaching because like you, I absolutely love it. it. something that gives me actually a lot of joy um it's hard to put all those things together and look like a complete person who actually cares about everything that you do but it's true and i I mean we're all medical students we've all find some way to do a million things Mm -hmm. whatever we care about we find some way to fit it in
3: and do you think that you were able to reflect yourself accurately during your interviews
2: You know, it's not easy Mm -hmm. because, um, so first of all, often they assume that they know everything they need to know about you from your application, Um, and your application may have a lot of things on it, and so sometimes things don't come through. So, for example, um, I worked for three years at a cancer center, like a real person job before I came to medical school. And um, I don't think anybody actually caught on to that, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: but it was hard for I, there wasn't necessarily an opportunity during my face-to-face interview to talk about that because there were, you know, then maybe somebody asked me about my teaching and that was also worth talking about. Mm -hmm. So it was hard to come across, but.
3: It was also your before medical school life. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yes, it was bef- my before medical school life, but it's not like it was my high school or undergraduate life. Right. It was pretty significant part of my training and what brought me to where the kind of clinician that I want to be um, and what's maybe a little bit different about me than some other medical students. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, it looms large, but... Right. I'm not sure if that comes through. Yeah, you yeah. Know?
3: What's funny is that I, I also I, I sing and I do right. I direct a acapella group at my medical school, and I hear stories constantly of my uh, graduated acapella group members, uh, fellow singers, who come back from interviews and they're like. All they wanted to talk about was my acapella. <laughs> All they <laughs> wanted to talk about was the episode. Like, awesome, because I mean it's a really interesting part, and uh, you know some things people will latch onto, and some yeah. things people just maybe won't be as interested in. So, right? Yeah,
2: true. I um, my personal statement actually was about. I ended up writing about how when I was um, until college I was a very dedicated ballet dancer. And uh, so I crafted a personal statement for re- residency applications around this. And just like you're saying, a lot of my interviewers just wanted to talk oh, about really? that. Nice. Which for me was th- was a very big part of my life and my kind of molding and shaping as a young person and then an adolescent, but dropped off since college for many logistical reasons. Right. So for m- it was a little bit, odd for me to find myself sitting in a residency interview talking about almost nothing other than this part of my life that ended and I'm going to date myself 10 years ago <laughs> <laughs> that ended 10 years ago yeah. um, but you're, but it's that kind of stuff that they often want to know about Yeah. and that makes you a real person
3: and, and do you think that says something about residency interviews like what residencies are looking for in their future doctors?
2: You know I So, yes, is the easy answer, but possibly they've already selected out the set of students that they would like to talk to those things about by, you know, the hard stats of, like, scores and, mm-hmm. um, you know, the other things that we classically think, honors and things like that. Right. You know, is there yeah. somebody else sitting out there who also had some wonderful... was. A, you know, I don't know dance for new york city ballet <laughs>
3: right
2: it's something really wonderful but yeah. it didn't get an interview for another reason I don't I don't know maybe that's just not what they felt like they needed to hear yeah. about at that point I'm not going to say that no interviewer talked to me about things on my application because they did but I've certainly had whole half hour to hour long interviews where I talked about nothing related to medicine or academia and um, talked instead about like my background and um, I have an interesting, like I'm Iranian, I was born in Sweden. I've had several interviews where that's almost all we talked about, <laughs> <laughs> um, which I then have to just have faith that that was enough for them.
3: So what types of residencies were you applying for?
2: So I applied to pediatric residency programs.
3: Cool. And what drew you to pediatrics?
2: So this is one of my... So, you know, I expected this question out of all my interviewers and only maybe two or three asked. Really? Can you believe that? So for me, it's actually a little uniquely important because um, I had thought, and if you went through my application chronologically, you would also think that I was going to go into OBGYN. And I guess I had a change of heart when i actually got to third year and went to each of the each of the rotations went through my obgyn rotation went through my pediatrics rotation and just so for many reasons sure it's pediatrics but um overall the classic i was far far happier in mm. when when i was in anything pediatric related okay um not to say that i was Miserable in OBGYN, and right. there are still many things that I um, found joy about with OBGYN, but, um, but overall had a very kind of gestalt yeah. feeling of happiness um, in the pediatric field. Uh, and so I'm, you know, I got advice from a lot of different people during my third year when I had many crises of conscious about uh, what I should do. And everybody said, follow your heart. And I'm not one of those follow your heart people. I'm very logical. I make lists and I go through them and I weigh all my options a million. I cannot tell you how many times I did like pro con lists in my head and on paper. (laughs) I actually saved the final pro con list that I wrote on paper thinking I would like to keep this forever. And it's, horribly, sloppily written in very, very bad handwriting, which I don't usually do, but I think it just kind of shows the mental state I was (laughs) in when I was writing it.
3: I mean, were you deciding between OBGYN and peds? Yes. Okay.
2: Yeah. I guess what I'm saying is that I could sit here and tell you the logical reasons because there are logical reasons. Sure. um, And they do matter a lot, Sure. but in the end, I could just write all of those next to each other, logical reasons for and against pizza, logical reason for and against OBGYN, and just have a piece of paper in front of me with words on it. Right. And when it just when it came down to it, I, I hate to say I had to follow my heart because <laughs> 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 it's
3: what so I'm not that
2: kind of person. But it's what it comes down to. It really is. This yeah. is the rest of your life, and you better be happy yeah. with what you're doing because I didn't go through those four years of medical school and all of that debt to end up being unhappy in something or less happy than I know I could have been somewhere else. I don't think I would have been unhappy in OBGYN, but I know that pediatrics is a better place for me. You know, I don't know what you are possibly considering going into as a specialty in medicine.
3: I've always considered myself to be a very internal medicine type of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very cerebral. Mm-hmm. I like to think things through. Like, I'm definitely not an emergency person. Mm-hmm. Not at all. <laughs> like, if you throw an emergency in my lap, I would just freeze. But,
2: uh, I,
3: just, I, I don't know what to do with it. Um, so I like to think things through. And uh, I, as I said before, I really love viruses, infectious diseases, and so I think that uh, I would love to go into that as a specialty. Mm -hmm. And with my passion for LGBT health and HIV, um, both scientifically and medically, I I think I do want to go into HIV care eventually um, with maybe a little stint in research, too. Um, And I I hope that's where I end up.
2: (laughs) Well, so that makes perfect sense to me. I wish you that your heart matches up with your mind on I this know, one. Right? When it comes down to it, yeah.
3: I, uh, when you get there, I mean, my I, I have other. Peeds has always been on my list too. I've really enjoyed um, taking care of children, and I, I remember I worked at a childcare center in high school, and it was just so much fun. And I, I really enjoyed some of my Peds, uh experiences during our first couple of years and preclinical years. And uh, psychiatry is another one where I, I, I think that, that I could really fit in. Because I, yeah. love, I love talking to people, and I love hearing stories, and I love um, figuring out uh, someone's life from what they're telling me. And so, yeah, psych is on my list. Med psych is on my list, too, as like potential. Yes.
2: oh, you may love that. That's a really good I might, good and uh, it, it
3: seems like a really cool niche for HIV care, too, to do med psych.
2: Yes, And
3: that means I will be in more years of training (sighs) and I'll be a real boy when I'm 46.
1: (laughs) Barry and Sahar's conversation was recorded earlier this year. Since then, Sahar matched, graduated, and moved on into residency. Over the next few weeks, we will bring you other perspectives on specialty selection and the interview process. Fourth years in residence, share your tales from the residency trail with us using your iPhone's Voice Memos app. Email your recording to adlib at amsa.org. That's A-D-L-I-B at A-M-S-A I'm your host, Christine Camizio. Today's episode was produced by Pete Thompson, Perry Sai, and Sahar Barfchin, with music by Kevin McLeod. Joshua Caulfield is the show's executive producer. How do you think we're doing? We would love to hear your feedback. Email us at adlib at amsa.org. That's A-D-L-I-B at A-M-S-A dot org. Thank you for
0: listening. Improve your performance on rotations. Provide the excellent care that your patients deserve and distinguish yourself among your peers as a student leader in the social mission of medicine. Attend an AMSA Fall Conference and enhance your professional development by engaging with experts, clinicians, and researchers in topics that aren't well covered in the medical school curriculum. The first AMSA Fall Conference will be held in New York City on November 14th. The second will be in Chicago on November 21st. For more information, please visit amsafallconference.org.